Welcome to installment 301 of Sefer Mitzvahs from the Rambam. Today's portion contains one commandment, prohibition number 236. Just as yesterday we had a prohibition not to lend money with interest, so too prohibition 236 is to borrow money with interest, that the borrower also has a prohibition should he pay interest for a loan. In yesterday's commandment 235, we learned about the prohibition of interest that someone who lends money is forbidden from taking interest for such a loan. In today's Prohibition 236, we, will ex we see an another prohibition, this time applying not only to the lender, but even to the borrower. And tomorrow we will extend it even further to anyone assisting in such a loan involving interest. Why it is we need such a prohibition, the Rambam says, is obvious. If all we had was a prohibition against the lender, we would think the prohibition of interest is just like the prohibition against fraud, as we've already explained in prohibition number 250. There we learned about fraud, the prohibition against overcharging someone. But let's say a buyer decides that he is willing to be overcharged, is he transgressing any prohibition? No, there's no prohibition on the buyer, only on the seller who is, who is overcharging. But if the buyer agrees, there's no prohibition. So too, we might think here that only the lender who is charging interest gets a, a transgression over here. Because since the, the borrower has only agreed to give interest, he is just agreeing in the case of someone else's sin and he's not doing anything. And therefore, we have a specific prohibition to refer to the borrower. As the Rambam traces it back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 20, which states, Literally, do not bite your brother. Whether it's interest regarding a financial loan or a loan of money. And our sages say, interpret the word loisashich as loisinashech, that do not cause interest to be taken. Do not cause your brother to transgress on the prohibition of interest, and do not cause interest to come to your brother. In other words, this applies to the borrower, who has a prohibition against causing interest to be taken by someone else. And the Gemara says, in Tractate Baba Metziah, that someone who gives interest to another person, a borrower, gets two biblical transgressions. One, the transgression we mentioned, leisashich, a, tr a prohibition against giving interest, and a second prohibition as well, lifne ivr leisitin michshel, do not place a stumbling block before the blind. As we have explained earlier in our discussion of this commandment, that this refers to someone who causes someone else to do a transgression. Therefore, the borrower who gives interest is first of all transgressing this prohibition against giving interest. And second of all, he's causing or assisting someone else in sinning. The prohibition number 299 of Lifne Iver, causing someone else to do a sin. And what sin is he causing the other one to do? Yesterday's commandment 235, the prohibition of charging someone interest for a loan. The prohibition of interest does not only go on money. As it says in the Talmud, and the Rambam quotes in his legal code, and has brought lahalacha in Shulchan Aruch, that one is forbidden even to give interest of words. As the verse says, kol davar that one cannot give interest regarding anything. 
Therefore, in the case of the lender, not only is the lender forbidden to take money for, as interest for the loan, but even if it's an interest-free loan, he perhaps might feel superior in a way or that the borrower owes him a favor. After all, he did him a favor and lent him money. Therefore, he might ask the lender to do him a favor. If normally, without having given a loan, he would not feel confident enough or not have a desire to ask him for a favor, and now because of the loan, he now feels that he can ask the person to do a favor, then he is getting interest for his loan. He is gaining something back more than what he gave out. All he gave out was money, and now he's getting money and a favor that otherwise he wouldn't feel like asking for. And so too, speaking about the borrower, the borrower is also prohibited from giving any interest to the lender. Therefore, certainly, as the Rambam says, he's not allowed to suddenly go praising the person who gave him the loan, because again, he's giving something back to the lender, which he normally would not do. Even just simply to offer shalom in the morning, when you see the person, when before the loan you would not have done so. Of course, if that's the case, if you were giving him Greetings in the morning before, you can continue to do so, obviously. But if you weren't, and now as a result of this loan, you suddenly start giving him shalom, or not only giving him, but maybe before you would only answer him, and you would say good morning when he said to you. But now you change your ways and you say good morning first. You are also giving interest. You're giving back more than he gave you. And even, even to bless the person for lending you, which many interpret to mean even saying thank you after he has lent, given you a loan. Saying thank you for the loan is giving him back something extra, more than what he gave you. He gave you money, and you should give him back only money, and not more than he gave you. And... So too an example is given even of studying Torah with the person. If pre previously before the loan you would have, would have not have taken time to study Torah with him or with one of his children and suddenly now you have taken a loan. He has given you a loan and you take some of your time to study with him Torah or study with one of his children. You are also giving him interest. You're giving him back more than what he originally gave you. And therefore, touching on Prohibition 236. This is all for ribis dvarim, for, sim for simple words. Taking a small amount of money as interest is certainly forbidden. And we can see the importance of even a tiny amount of money from a story in Zayr Chodesh regarding Rabbi Yitzchok. One time that Rabbi Yitzchok was going to the synagogue and he met a poor person. A poor person had no money except for a half ma, a very small coin. And the person came to Rabbi Yitzchok and said, Please, my children are starving. Give, give me some money. But Rabbi Yitzchok also had no money. All he had was the same coin, another small coin, another half ma. And he said, I have nothing for you but this. And the beggar asked him, please at least give me that. With these two coins together, I will be able to buy some bread to feed my children. And the Rabbi Yitzchak happily gave him this tiny coin. And the, per the beggar went home and bought some food for his family. That night, Rabbi Yitzchak went to sleep, and he had a terrifying dream. He was standing on the seashore, and a group of men approached him and attempted to drown him, attempted to throw him into the ocean. 
And he saw in his dream his teacher, the Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who was standing far away trying to save him and holding out his arms. But no matter what he could do, he was unable to reach him standing there in the water. He was already been thrown into the water and he was unable to reach him. And he was about to drown when suddenly a poor beggar appeared out of nowhere and pulled him from the water. And in his dream he recognized the beggar as the man he had given this, mighty, this tiny coin to in the morning. And the beggar brought him back to the Rashbi. Rabbi Yitzchak woke up from his, his sleep shaking realizing that it was a dream, but realizing at the same time that he was due to have a terrible thing happen to him. But his life had been spared as a reward for his helping this poor person. And even his great holy teacher, the Rajbi, the, the one who wrote the Zohar, even he was unable to save him. The only way he could be saved was because of the charity. Even though it was such a slight amount of money, nevertheless, its, its importance was enough to save a life.